This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. How are we doing, gentlemen? Very well, very well. How are you? Yes, Series 9, Episode 2. It's not very often I come in quite as... uh... Vibrant, very vibrant, John. Yes, I'm very well, very well. I've still got an erection from Wednesday night. (laughs) What was it, my outfit? Where, unfortunately, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, Chris, but it wasn't. And it's Saturday night now and I've still got an erection. (laughs) For those who didn't see uh, the Under the Caution Friends, a lot of people thought thought we were were jesting uh, having Robert Williams on and... I thought there could be a bit of a prank going on as well, an hour in. <laughs> but he turned up. He turned he up, chain mail and all. He turned up, bless him. Uh, I'm still shell-shocked, me, mate. I really am. So shell-shocked. And I think, I feel a little bit sorry for uh, Big Bay or Akin Fenwer and Woody. Because I think they're into, they're, they got a bit, little bit glossed over. Massive. You were both they, fantastic they, as well. They yeah. were both fucking brilliant. They really were. Yeah. They really were good. Uh, I felt a little bit sorry for the last fan that were on because I weren't in the room for three or four minutes while I was messaging Robbie. I uh, think you let it off, John. Yeah. Do you know when I say that? I was messaging Robbie as if like, yeah, we message all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we. Morning, Robbie. You all right? Yeah, what are you having for your breakfast? Uh, he was but, good though, wasn't he? I mean, bearing in mind... We must say that, that, that we'd asked him to come on for 15 minutes. Yeah. He, stayed on, he stayed on for an, an hour, hour and 20, maybe. Yeah. Do you know what else as well? When he said, let's do this again. Oh. Did he really? Yeah. At, right, right at the very end, he said, let's do this again. I, I, I'm surprised after the way that it ended. I know. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, 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 can't, I honestly, right, I've not even watched it back yet. I yeah. can't remember three quarters of it. For those who haven't seen it, can we just should we paint a picture? We're, yeah. we're speaking about the the effects of getting the abuse as a, a pop star, as we've talked about with players. You know how, how you deal with it, and Robbie was going pretty deep. To be fair, there was some real reflection going on. He had the shovel out. He did. He did it. He was deep. He was in the moment, 
I could see that. And then till John stood up halfway through this deep and meaningful, it, it was, I'd like to say that it was, it was going to be, it was going to be, I think, a, a real exclusive. It was, it was taken under the cost to a new level, John, until you stood up and went, sorry, lads, I just need a piss. <laughs> no, it wasn't, so, it was the terminology, just shortened down a sentence to quick piss me. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I, I genuinely, right, went, like, I needed a piss from about quarter to nine. So this is probably t- five past ten in it, ish, right? And I was I was desperate, and I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave the uh, the the interview with Rob. It, it, not an interview, was it? But you know what I mean. I didn't want to leave, right? I didn't want to miss any of it because it was Robbie Williams. But it got to the stage where do you know when you're that desperate for a piss and it starts shooting back up and it starts hurting your belly. <laughs> I were, I were at that stage, right? So I thought, I genuinely thought, shall I just piss myself, right? And I realised I were on my settee and I weren't in a bar in Magaluf. Leather as well, innit? Leather, I'd have, I'd have had to go down the, up both sides. So I thought, I need, to get, I, need to, I need to have a piss. So I didn't even like, realise what Robbie was speaking about. Mate, you but could have I mean, been stealth, though. You could have just, like, slipped off. Nah, but my, ne- my next thought were... The last thing I want to do is try and get up, follow my computer, smash the, like smash my computer, the speaker and everything, and my lighting setting. So I had to really concentrate getting up, and it was just like, and I never I mean, it even realised it wouldn't have been as bad. I think if you just said sorry, that's a little bit. But it, it was when you pulled the microphone to a millimeter away for it, so it wasn't it it it, it was audible beyond. So loud. So loud. I must admit, I did wee in an uh, empty tonic bottle. I'm going to have to re- rewind and have a look, see if I can see when, see when the moment is you're, you're relieving yourself. 60% went in the bottle. <laughs> but I, 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 I just didn't have the bollocks to do what you did, Johnny. But I think, I think, but I, I, I think that's why people appreciate us. Oh, so. it was hilarious, mate. But <laughs> that, it was just Robbie Williams' response. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to was, be fair, mate, I, I messaged him, mate, the next morning. Like, when, obviously, somebody tweeted us on the night or whatever. And I messaged him the next morning and said, look, really sorry, pal. Uh, I was just desperate for a piss. And he just, and he put, his first message back was, three laughing, fa- you know, three laughing emojis. You rough. <laughs> well, like, now I, feel, I actually feel all right, Robbie. I feel fucking grand as eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he must have, because, I mean, we'd all had a few drinks by then, and it, like you said, he's not had a drink for 20 years. I know. He must be thinking, thinking what the hell's going on here? That, that's, that's another thing as well. I didn't have any tonic left, but I couldn't leave. So I thought, I'll just pour me gin and drink that anyway. So I, was <laughs> I went from being neat half cut, half cut to steaming within 15 minutes. Before I'm, I need to get up here. Yeah, it was good. There were there was two two moments when I cringed, and the piss was one of them. And then asking him for angels at the end, but it pulled through in there. It pulled yeah. through, didn't it? I can't believe he did it. But I was at the time. I was like, oh no! It's like interviewing Ronaldo and asking him to do kick-ups at end when he's finished. <laughs> give, it, give us some tricks. Give us some tricks. 
to be fair though, he's, he's, a, he's like I thought he were a top fella before that, right? But he's just a it's just a it's just a top fella who's just yeah. pretty much like us, but could sing. Yeah, and just went on to this just totally phenomenal le- phenomenal level. And like, even it doesn't matter. How, it, obviously, it did feel surreal, but then it felt so normal as well. You know, I, speaking about stuff that you'd speak with your mates about down the pub. Yeah, yeah. Same way. I think that's what I think that's where I got me flipping bravery from to ask him to sing a song because it was just like, ah, oh, it'll do Ball, it. balls to it. Yeah. Fair, no, fair play to you because he did it. Yeah, he did it, and fair play to him. And I don't know about I don't know about you two, but like after it is the close is the closest I've been to getting that feeling of after a match when you've won a game like a massive game. It was weird. I was yeah. up, I, I was up until three in the morning with a flipping virtual festival on me telly, blasting. <laughs> you would have been anyway. Big fish, little fish. I just I just felt like the adrenaline that ev- everything was just going through, and I've never felt like years. I know I was, I know I was like blind shitting drunk, right? But when I come off it, I was, I was shattered, like you know, like drained. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know, and, and same as I say, I was so nervous. It were, it weren't like I was so nervous that it weren't gonna come. Because when I first messaged you, went, yeah, I'll come on, no bother. Just remind me. He says my memory's terrible, so I messaged him about two o'clock, right, British time. And it's probably half past seven until he's messaged me back. And I'm thinking, for that at seven hours or whatever it were, we're going to look like right fucking ball bags here. Right? <laughs> we've been a sack of shit for two and a bit years, right? We've finally announced we've got Robbie Williams on, right? And he's not going to turn up. And we're going to look like right fucking morons. <laughs> so when I seen his face, and I seen his face on the screen, Blakey part two. Blakey part two. I I, I, I listened back to the first one and and I I really enjoyed it. I think two's two's better than the first one for me. Yeah? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I mean, to be fair, we've we've had a couple of messages, actually. It's not very often we get serious, but we've had a couple of messages uh, saying, I think it's out of order about you. Uh, you know when he went about drink driving and falling out of his car and all that. Uh, I think the the main the main thing for us is right. We're just giving a platform for people to tell their story. Yeah, we're not we're not condoning drink driving. We're not laughing at drink driving and all like that. The only thing that I laughed about was when he said I, I tripped up over the car seat. Yeah, I know. And I, th- I think I think people know that anyway. But there is there is a few people have said, but we weren't. You know, if somebody trips over the seatbelt, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, and you have a bit of a chuckle, don't you? Yeah. It's not that we're condoning anything like that, but anyway, it was an unbelievable episode. What a career! Yeah. And yeah. Uh, second second one's even better. Should we get him in then? Yeah, let's, let's get him in. in. Let's get, we can't get him in because he's because he's still sat in the in, in the in the same room we're sat in. End of last episode, anyway. <laughs> but the quiz, the quiz is starting in ten minutes, so get him in. Let's get him in. Yeah.
So was it Brucey that signed you for Birmingham then? Signed me for Birmingham, mate, yeah. Did you get a lot of stick from the, from the Burnley fans? I did, mate, I did, but I did. And did I regret that in the end? Possibly, yeah. I yeah. did regret know, that. Just how things were done, do you know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the amount of positive messages that we got on, on Twitter and stuff. I think it was, there was one lad said, do you think he'll mention the fact that he fucked us off twice? Well, the second, the, the, I, I disagree with the second one, and we'll get to that. But the first one, I do, it could have been done better. It could have been done better. In what way? Just on, on, just on, every, on every part of it, on every part. Myself, um, I refuse to play at crew away because of the way the club was treating me. But what the punters don't see is how the club was treating me at the same time. I was owed a substantial amount of money from the club, which I was entitled to. I was entitled to, not going to get it. I was entitled to it. And they were refusing to pay me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the, the, Bradford already, have already blocked your move to, um, to Blackburn. Blackburn. But this boils down to me being the whole package, though. If I would have been stronger mentally, this is what I'm saying, I could have gone higher and better what I did. But I didn't. I just chose to go with a lot of certain things. That's the problem I had. And I was easily led. You know what I mean? Throughout my life, I've always been easily led in terms of my gambling and certain situations and certain things. And that is just a makeup of me. And if I didn't, if I didn't have had that and I'd have been a little bit more switched on and a little bit more in with it, I'd have, I'd have done, certainly done things better, differently, and I would have been a better player. Yeah, I wasn't. I was just meaning you... Forcing a move away, if you know what I mean. You kind I didn't of force it, mate. I didn't force it that much, mate. It was just it. They got funny with me, as well as me getting funny with them. We had a meeting after a game with Barry Kilby, and it was that was a case of saying, "Listen, I've got I've, I've got one year left on my contract. You're not going to get that money for me." You know what I mean? What this were they asking a, for you? Uh, no, but the, it wasn't so much the price tag. It was just I think they felt that they would get a load of shit off me, off the punters, because they're going to sell me. Right, so they, they, if, you, if you went on a free the year after, you, they could have just said, well, we couldn't afford to keep him, or it's his decision. We couldn't afford to keep, or it's his decision. We've offered him a contract, but he don't want It's on you then, isn't it? He's not but a- I, said, I said to them, I said to them, if you offer me a contract, along near as, as what they're going to offer me, then we can think about it. Which is fair and enough. That, and now people might say, well, that's just, you're just being a greedy twat. That's, it's easy to say that when you're, you're a non-footballer, and you're just a supporter. Yeah. But if you put them supporters in that situation, what would they do? And that's, that's not me being as a get-out or a cowardly answer. I'm just saying it as facts how I think it is. I don't think that's greed and, at all. And everybody was going to make the same decision. Exactly. In any walk of life, it doesn't matter if you're a banker or whatever. If you get that situation, you're going to try and better yourself. Because when, when you look over your shoulder or you look around your house, you've got family members to feed and family members to look after in, the, in years to come. So yeah. that was... You know, what it, and I on record, you know, you know, my affection for the football club, and I did in many ways hate leaving. And that's when I signed, obviously, going a little bit forward when I signed for Leeds, and then Leeds had the same shit about relegation and having to sell the players. There was a couple of other clubs interested. I said, No, I want to go back to Burnley because I feel like I owe them a little bit of a, a little bit of duty to go back and try and have a little bit of success when I know I'm in my latter stages of my career. Was yeah. it just jumping forward a bit? Um, was it the same ownership at Burnley when you went back? Uh, yeah. 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 To start, the only ownership changed is obviously when I left. Yeah. But it was the same ownership. Yeah. But it was it was like it was welcomed in. Do you know what I mean? It was not because I knew I still had some miles on the clock, and I knew 
even though Leeds, the Leeds supporters would say I, I was good, I was average really for Leeds. But we had fucking Kevin Bakewell in charge, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, 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 he could turn a Bakewell tight into a fucking cornflake flake in about fucking three seconds. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, let me tell you that now. He could turn fucking Messi and Ronaldo, right, into fucking Phil Neville and fucking Darren Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, a few people. Wait, hey, and they're good players, by the way, but they're not as great as they are. <laughs> <laughs> how would you go with Birmingham? Rosie was a bit weird. I'd signed in the, the, yet again, it was like a January deal, and I was involved in every game, scored on my debut against Southampton. Then scored against Blackburn. Everything was fine. You know, we had great strikers. We had Heskey, Pandiani, Dugary, and players who were there. And um, I come in pre-season. He said, he pulls me in after about a week and says, listen, I've had leads on the phone. They want to sign you. I said, all right. But, you know, fair enough. He said, uh, go away for a day and have a think about it and come back and see me. So I said, yeah, gaffer, no problem. So anyway, I went today, spoke to the missus. I said, listen, we're going to use Conley. I've got a four-year contract. What's the point? Oh, you know, I feel as I've still got off to offer the Prem and all that and see how it goes. So I went in and I said, listen, Gaffer, like, I appreciate you saying it, but you know, I'm here to fight for my place and I feel like I've been involved. I still think I can improve in this pre-season with you and get better. He said, yeah, yeah, son, brilliant. That's the answer I wanted, no problem. So that was on the Tuesday. And on the Thursday, he ran out a fucking pre-season trip to Norway and left me out of it and put his son in it. I was like, like, no disrespect to Alex. Alex has been a good player and has, has, has been a player, no problem with that. I just thought he'd signed me for over a million quid to Birmingham. He's left me out of the squad for no reason. Pre-season squad. But took his son. How, far, so, how long ago was it that he signed you? Well, he signed me in the January, so in the May. Oh, right, that. yeah. So <clears throat> but I'd played every game, Brownie. And there was a spell that I think Heskey got injured in the warm-up. Might be wrong. Might not be Heskey. Might be in Pandiani accident. One of them got injured in the warm-up and it was me and Clinton Morrison on the bench. And he chose me over Clinton to start and then I obviously scored. And uh, I played in every game. Then the next game we had Old Trafford away and I started in that game. So I thought, well, he, he's obviously having me a little bit. I played every, I was involved every game. Obviously didn't play every game, but I was involved and come off, come on and whatever. And then just come out of the blue. But that's the way it is. And they probably thought, well, we can recoup the money and we can, because what they were trying to do, Pandiani was on loan from Deportivo Lacarunia, I think. And I think they were trying to sign him. So they probably thought, if we can get that million quid back over, we can bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, in many ways, I was happy because I was going back to a bigger club, dumbing it disrespectful of Birmingham, a miles bigger club. Um, and I thought, you know what, are we catching them at the right time? You know, the players they had at the time, we might be able to get into the Premier League. And if you get into the Premier League, we'll lead your heroes, aren't you? Yeah. yeah well, you're, only, you're only there sort of six months then, Birmingham. Less than, less than that part, yeah, I was walking, I was bringing my sofa into the house in Solihull, then I was fucking turning it out. <laughs> About turn. Fucking <laughs> hell. But the best player, even though they had like Anderton was incredible, um, Muzzy Izzet was a brilliant player, Mario Melchot was a brilliant player. Um, people like, uh, you know, Stan Lazaridis? Yeah. yeah. What a player he was, mate. But he, you know what I mean? People Doesn't wouldn't get think. Mention, does he? No, and do you know who was the best player by a country mile? David Dunn. <laughs> David Dunn was unbelievable but he had back problems killed him he was incredibly he, he, he joined in a training session he had, he'd been out for about 16 months fucking hell I thought well good job I haven't played against you mate, for a few years he was incredible incredible mate and it's mad because he, he, he regrets every single minute of his move to, to Birmingham <clears throat> yeah but that doesn't even though he regrets it 
the talent's still in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you only you you only visually see like one of the best players I've ever played against. And you know when you know when people when they finish the careers they say, ah, fucking, you, you try and name the big hitters, don't you? Because you feel like oh, I played with him, I played with him, I played with him. Mark Davies, the lad from Bolton who went from Wolves, the midfielder, is by a no stretch of the imagination, without shout, technically the best player I've ever played with, mate. Yeah. But he was yeah, worse than me. He, he, was wor- he was worse than me off it. <laughs> yeah. To be fair to him though, Blake, he had a lot of injuries, didn't he? Uh, bad, he, bad injuries. He, he, was, he, was, he was signed, sealed, delivered to go to Chelsea with Mourinho. So he had, he had I think he had, um, don't, don't please me, he had one year or six months left on his contract and he'd agreed a deal to go to Chelsea and he'd done his cruise ship about two weeks before he was due to go. And he was, honestly, he was fucking insane. But Blake, he was one of... Did he fuck it off then? <coughs> yeah, or you, was it you, just injuries you, got the better of him? You'd come in with him, you'd come into training with him at Bolton, and he's one of these. He'd get the ball off the keeper and dribble past six and put a goal in. Then the next day, he'd hide on the left wing, and you know he'd been out till five, six o'clock in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he was a, he was an incredible player. And, yeah. and you, know, you know, like not saying it like to be funny, please God. Every club I've been to, you'd always look yourself, and, and I don't think there's been that many, or every club I've been to, there's been that many players technically better than me, but he was by a mile, million miles better than me, yeah, technically by a mile. Interesting, that. Yeah, I would have never said that. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even <coughs> be in anybody's top player. Well, Parky, I'm telling you, mate, he was fucking insane, mate. Insane. What was it like? I, I don't know whether it's the fucking red wine talking like, but I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not. <laughs> what was it like joining Leeds at that time, Rob? Last mate, well, I thought it was fucking perfect. I had my house in Arrogate and everything. I thought, Fucking in the end, once you got over the disappointment of Birmingham, I thought, you know, I'm at home, but I'm back, I'm back in Arrogate. I've been there for eight, ten years. Yeah. And, and if it started off great, you know what I mean? But then once you I get mean, Kevin Blackwell get Did you ever like do you know when Birmingham said right, I'm gonna sell you to Leeds? Did you ever say well, I want X amount to leave, I want this, I want that? Of course I did. That's why it was always gonna be beneficial for me to go in the end. But you know when you said mm. you know when I said I'd done things different, did I didn't know if you meant you just said, right, Leeds is gonna come in for us, right? Fair enough, I just act no, no, no. There's, there's all the complications, isn't yeah. it? That's why it didn't it didn't happen for about three weeks. To be fair, part it wasn't it wasn't a three day job. Yeah. He, he had he had me he had me running in the hills in Solihull, mate, and Ellswood places like that in in the Midlands with the youth youth team. And I thought, why would you bring a lad in for one point five million and do that? It's just bad management. That's Steve Bruce, man. You know what I mean? He's like I know, but like... hey, 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 let me tell you this, mate. Keystone cops, mate. Steve Bruce. That's only my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> All he used to do, he used to put two boxes on and he used to go, Premier League winners in that one. Fucking, I didn't know which box to go in. <laughs> Fucking hell. I felt like saying, Ryman's League, which one's that in? <laughs> and, then, and then Dunny said to me one day, I fucking had enough of this. He went, England International's in that one. Hey, hey sorry, gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking fuming. <laughs> he was fuming. Well, I suppose it's Leeds, so Blackwell didn't need to sell anything. Fucking you... need to sell himself, mate. <laughs> Absolutely fucking useless. I mean, my timeline's all over the shop. But was it the playoff year? Did you were you there then? Yeah, well, that was the fir- that was the first year I signed mate, at the Millennium Stadium. That was the first year. So he must he, he must have done something right. Fucking hell, mate! The, the, the players we had, man, we had a front four in the championship with Robles, Creswell, Healy, and me. You're not going to go far wrong, are you? I don't mean that rude or disrespectful or arrogant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should be up there. 
Yeah, because well, if he's not, if I'm not doing it and he's not doing it, but he used to, he used to always flip me and Dave Ely. So we, I knew it was, it was a record. Like if Dave Ely was on international duty, I'd play on the Saturday. If Dave Ely was back for a month, he'd play. Do you know what I mean? And he was, he was just absolutely the worst manager I've ever, ever, ever laid eyes on. He was incredibly bad. Not a nice fella, neither. I, I don't even get to the level of personal, do you know what I mean? Party. I'm just purely speaking of opening a fucking manual of how to manage, how to coach, and he would fucking pick the index up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he'd still probably fucking misread that. <laughs> he was trying. He was trying to tell me how to take free kicks. He's a fucking gardener in Plymouth, wasn't he? <laughs> ben Little said that exactly the same about when he went to Chef U because he, he had him at he's Chef U. He's not a nice man, Brownie. Honestly, he's not a nice man. And listen, you know, times are healing it, and you move on and you, you get over certain things. But even when I was a uh, two years ago, when I was a first team coach at Portsmouth, he was. I overheard him talking to Joe Gallen, who was assistant manager, telling him to get rid of me as a fucking. Do you know what I mean? I heard him saying, oh, so-and-so's available to come if you want him. And I heard Joe Gallon saying, oh, we've got Blake. He went, nah, fuck him off. You can have him. Well, that's the type of guy he is. But that's just the way it is. But, yeah. you know, he, he, he never obviously burdened. Because what happened was, <clears throat> that year, so I'd gone from being really good at Burnley, really good at Birmingham in terms of the levels. You know what I mean? And I went to, went to Leeds and I just, it just, I just hit a level, a plateau. Because he couldn't get anything out of me, and I couldn't, I couldn't see anything, and there was no motivation, there was no get up, there was no. He was just life sapping. Everybody, let alone if you speak about a lot of people, will speak about in the same breath, really. And then um, we played Watford away in the in the playoff final. Don't get me wrong, Watford had a really good team. You know, they had Ashley Young and um, I think was it Marlon King, okay. people yeah. like that. Yeah, they had. Yeah, they had. Yeah, they had good players. There's no, you know, they could have beat us on any given day. No problem with that. But, you know, he, he played a 4-5-1. He had Matt Kilgallen playing out of position. He had one up front. He had me, Dave Ely, I think, and Crezzy on the bench or Hulsey on the bench. And I, I, I fucking, I just voiced my opinion on the bus, on the, on the way home. I was going, fuck, you know, fucking, what an absolute Scooby-Doo. You know what I mean? Fucking useless. Worst manager I've ever been under. And one of the lads stitched me up. Stitched me up good and proper. Told him. Hey? Told him. What, one of the lads told him, yeah. So first day back of pre-season, I thought, get me head down and see if I can fucking change it. Pulls me in the first day. So up the office, go up the office, and I'm like, he's swinging on his chair, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you've been fucking saying about me. I know what you've been saying. So I know what you've been saying about me after the final. He said, are you going to tell me? I said, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll be honest. I said, you're the worst fucking manager I've ever been under. <laughs> Straight out, I want you the fucking worst manager by a million miles. And he, he looked at me, brown lads, and went, you know, a three-year contract, I'm going to make you rot. And he said, in fact, not only am I going to make you rot, we, he had Dean, Dean Riddle, which is a fitness, fitness coach. And he said, I'm going to have him every afternoon doing a, um, you know, like a, what, what, a triathlon. Jeez. So I was, sw- I was swimming in the t- swimming pool. Then I was doing a, a six-mile run. And then I was doing a 12-mile bike ride every afternoon. Fucking hell. And do you know Did what? You do- they only won one game in 12, and it was Sheffield Wednesday away, and it was live on the box. On a, I think it was an air at 12 o'clock kickoff on the box. I might be mistaken, but it was definitely on the box. And the camera, I was on the bench, and I was directly sat behind him. And as the camera panned round, he turned to me and went, go on. I always remember he went, go on. 
back and have another sad face. Go and keep your sad face like that and make me look, make me look the bad one or something like that. Then he got sacked the next day because we got beat. I think we got beat two 0 And then why? And then why is he came in? You crack a bottle when you heard the news. <laughs> do, 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 honestly, I know this is mad, and it's not a, like a ah, Blake. He's like a good one. I actually felt sorry for the lad, but in the, the back of me, I just he was so out of his depth. He was unbelievable, so out of his depth. <laughs> How did you get on with Wise? Wise, he was Wise. He was good with me. He was good with me. He fucking blew smoke up my ass and all that, and yeah, great playing and all that and all this, you know, all this. But he, he was, he was, he was nasty. He was nasty. No, that's all. He was, he was nasty, nasty with his players, mate. Personal. Nasty with personal. His well, that kind of yeah, carrying personal. on from from Blackwell, really, isn't it? Isn't it? In a diff, in a different way, because Kevin was just out of his depth. Where Wisey knew what he was doing, but he was arrogantly doing things that he shouldn't do. Do you think Blackwell was like that? I keep going back to Blackwell, but do you think he was like that to compensate for being out of his depth? The way I look at Blackwell, he must pinch himself every time he gets up on the morning. You think, fucking hell, the manager of Leeds United. How the fuck? He'd be waiting for Jeremy Beadle to pop out of his own suite and say, fucking surprise. (laughs) Dennis Wise had the same kind of dealing with the players. Do you know what he struggled with? Because he was such a good footballer and he had Gus Poyet as his assistant manager. He couldn't project what he used to do to think, well, they can't do it or they can only do it one in eight where I can do it in five and eight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he, 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 in the end, he got everyone against him. How, how does a team that don't lose any players make the playoff final and next year get relegated? Yeah. It doesn't mean to say you can finish in the top six party, but you don't get relegated, yeah. truly. Yeah. Um, I remember we played Colchester in the League Cup second round or third round. There was at Ellen Road, there was about 6,000 there. And he'd come along from the far side to the main stand dugout. And as soon as he'd come and start a water on the pitch, you could hear all the Leeds fans in the, in the you know, singing. Fucking, we ate, the, we ate the Chelsea scum and all that. And I thought, he's got no chance. No chance, yeah. No chance. Yeah. No chance. Either there's 6,000 in, in, the, in the ground. When there's 28 in the ground, he's got no chance. Mm. Yeah. And, and he, he almost knew it and he started getting really personal with Gary Kelly Kells was on a lot of money a lot more money than probably a lot of us were on but Kells was an impeccable pro and a great lad and he used to come in he even said I'll do fair wages I'll do the lot um, but then they started saying you need to go to Guernsey to do a guest speaking and all that so he obviously Kells started speaking to the FA and saying hang on a minute how, how do I do this correctly and basically he was saying listen if you tell them to get you a flight there or get you travel there, pay for your travel, they won't do it. You know what I mean? In other words. Yeah. So just just be clever, be sensible, be professional about it. And then we all had a meeting right in the top room. And I, I'll never forget it, mate. Because he was he was he was so well liked, so well respected. And he, he, why is he hated it? And we had a meeting upstairs in the in the in the place where we do all our analyzing and all that. And then um, he goes fucking that fucking prick there. Right, right in his face, right in his face in front of all the lads. He's a fucking prick. He's took the club for a ride. He's a prick. And all he was doing, it, what he was doing, which he was in on it with Batesy. He just wanted Kels to get up and try and crack him so he could sue him off. Yeah, yeah. Trying to break. He goes to me and me and Crazy. Um, fucking, you tell us, Blake. And I said, Gaff, I'm not being funny. He's given me no problems. He's been a great pro, and um, I've got nothing. Bad to say about him. He's been, I said, in fact, since I've been at the football club, he's been different class. But so he pulled you up for your opinion in front of the rest of the lads 
on Gary. I'm mean crazy, mean crazy. Desperate measures, that innit? Yeah, yeah. and um, and then he turned on me a little bit after that. Not to the, but he you used to get. He, he used to take me in the office, and he used to say to me, "Fucking hell, how can?" And I mean this with the greatest. How can you play with these lads? This genuine hand on my heart. I say, Gaffer, I'm not in your room to talk about them sort of things. I'm just. If you want to have a chat with me, have a chat with me. But he'd say to me that on the whiteboard over there, look, look, look where I'm having to deal with. Fucking rubbish, fucking rubbish, fucking rubbish, fucking rubbish, fucking rubbish. Do you think he was he was at wanting you to speak about other players what? and then he'd have thrown it at the other speak. players? Party, 100%. Even mate. Blakey thinks you're yeah. shit. Even Blakey thinks you're shit. One million percent, because you know who he'd done it with? He'd done it with Kevin Nichols. Remember he used to be at Luton, midfielder. He came in he, and he made him captain. He made he took the he took the captaincy off Paul Butler when Butts left. Then he made Sean Derry captain and he then he gave it to um um Kevin Nichols and Kev wasn't having it and he fell out with Kev. <laughs> we must have had fucking three three captains in the space of about three three months. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just mad, isn't it? The career that Dennis Wise has had and he goes and lets himself down tell, by the Tell me this one, right? So I'd left I'm at Burnley now. So you know when they did sign well, Beckford was there when I'd gone there anyway. Um, he, he, he obviously started playing then, and then, but where Moorod, Ian Moorod left. So I ring Eddie Lewis, you know the left winger from Fulham and all yeah. that. But Preston, would have been at your Preston, no, was he party? No, no, but I nah. didn't think he was. Oh no, no, no. I think before me. Right. So I ring Eddie and all that. How are you doing, Eddie? All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I said, oh, you got a strong team out tomorrow. Anyway, fucking Eddie must have gone to. I didn't say Blake, he's asking about the team. He probably's asking it for Ian Moore, a tramier for Ronnie's dad. Fucking dummy for that. You know what I mean? So he gets on he gets he gets everyone, he gets he gets me on loudspeaker on a Friday night, having food. But you fucking fucking little prick trying to get the team out. Was he gonna give it Ian Moore like so he can give it his dad? I mean I said, what, what are you talking about? And anyway, Gus tech this is how good Gus was. Gus rang me after he went to, back to the room and said, Blake. He's just on one there. You know what I mean? He's just, he can't help himself, basically. And that's what he was just, he just wasn't like. Honestly, Pat, there was that much politics going on, mate. There was that much politics going on. It was incredible. Incredible, mate. It was incredible. It was, it was not nice to be in, do you know what I mean? It was not nice. And, and not, not to say that I was happy when I left, because I love Leeds as a football club. I think it's an incredible football club. Once you've played for that club, you understand that you've played football if you know what I mean you play proper football for a club yeah. that's it's it's huge lads it's a huge club to play for and the um, thing is as well mate you played at a shit time imagine play, say if they get promoted imagine that's what I'm saying play God, like I wouldn't I wouldn't say the majority Leeds fans like me but they respect me and I was shit I was shit for Leeds really compared in the gaps between Burnley Birmingham and other Burnley as well and Bradford I was shit really for Leeds it was because yeah. the manager was rubbish yeah. because you can't tell me that I'd gone from playing for Leeds I hardly played and no, no, no footballer can sit here or stand here or whatever and tell you that you're going to be at your best if you don't have a run of games I went to Burnley and I was bang up and running bang straight on he was just rubbish I was rubbish for Leeds and I, you know not rubbish too but I, I wasn't very good but I was still really respected and liked. And I yeah. always feel that was a regret because I could have been miles better. Yeah, you think of all the players that are saying this over the last 15 years since they've dropped out. You know, I wish... No, they're all, they're all the, the players you talk about, they're all... You know, 
you know what I, I always feel like I was lucky in many respects because having played with Kells, Eric Backer and Seth and all them, Seth Johnson, they must have been thinking, what the fuck's it was here? You've got a guy who can't even bake a cake, let alone fucking run a team. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's not, I'm not trying to be personal with a guy, you know what I mean? He'd probably, if you got him on here, he'd probably fucking say the same thing about me. But that's just life. You get on with it. And I'm genuinely, everything I spoke about, I'm telling the truth. So was it Coyle that came in for you then? Yeah, Coyle came in for me, yeah. No, no, it was, um, sorry, it was Cots. Cots who took me from Leeds because Cots was good mates with Bivy. When you went back, did you feel a bit of that bit of animosity still from the, the fans? Did you have to win them back? No, no, it... it, it, it um, I think, I think once you start doing your interviews, don't you? You know what I mean? Then you go and have a pre-season and you're away. And once it sort of sets in, I think half of it was like, fuck, you can't believe he's coming back and all that. You probably get 40% who say that. Then all of a sudden, once it happens and they get just a bit, it's like, oh, really, probably deep down, they're glad I'm back, if you know what I mean. So it's, we'll jump on the bandwagon a little bit more and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I was always conscious. If it didn't work out, and I knew I was going into, what will I have been, 20... 29, probably 30, 31. I probably thought, mm, if it doesn't work out, then that's one of the things I live on. But that was my decision, do you know what I mean? I, thought, that, I mean, you've got to hit the ground running at any club you sign for, but it was key for you to, to have a good start, wasn't it, really? Yeah, no, and I did. I did. I, um, I did. I thought I'd just, I'd just take it upon and do it. So it was... It was um, I, I think deep down, you just know you've still got it in you. Do you know what I mean? You know, don't you? I always feel like you know when you've had enough and you know you've still got something to offer. Yeah. I mean, how was he so good, Coyle? Because I spoke the lads at Blackburn and I mentioned it before, but he's trained. You used to do five-a-sides and bring cakes in on a Friday if you get beaten. You, you could do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, not Wednesday. Thursday, Friday. And you know what you're doing. But what he did do, which was the hardest part of anybody, was even though you were nowhere near as good as people who you were playing against, he made you feel you were better than him on walking out on the tunnel. Yeah. So he was the, he was the best bluffer. Video, he was yeah. the best bluffer <laughs> ever. <laughs> he, 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 we, we, we were doing like a little keep ball session. And anyway, like he just signed. So he comes up to me and goes, Fucking hell. He said, I've spoke to Alan Thompson about you. He says, All he said to me is, Give Blake the ball and he'll produce for you. I said, Fuck yeah. That's a good first impression, you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, I get, in, I get in the car and drive home, so I bring Tom O. I said, fucking Tom O, top man, lad, thanks for the um, little bit of um, rendition for the gaffy. What are you talking about? <laughs> so Kylie, he said, Kylie's just pulled me and said that he saw me, if you give me the ball, it'll produce. He went, I haven't spoken to Kylie for three years. Fair play, though. Yeah, no, but that, that, that's what he was like. Yeah. That's what he was like, mate. And... He, like I say, these big, the biggest compliment I can make to him was he made you believe. Like you, we were lining up against Man United, mate, and you're looking at Berbatov, Rooney, Owen, Carrick, Evra, Ferdinand, and you're thinking, we can win this. And it, in terms of. On? We won 1 0, didn't we? But in terms of levels. <laughs> no, but in, no, but in terms of levels of players, we're nowhere near that. Well, you, you, you stood in the corridor, mate, thinking. We can win this, hmm. and that's how we. That one, that was his best attribute. He could I, I, I mean, he, I think he he seemed like a, a bloke who everybody liked. Even yeah, he was. He was a lovable. He, even people who weren't affiliated with Burnley, people seemed to like him. Yeah. 
because yeah. he had he had the Brad, he had the gift for the gab. Do you know what I mean? He knew what to say, and he, he was good company and like that. And it's like in anything in it. If you if you're good at your job, whether you're a car salesman or you, you if you bluff people out of it or you you, you talk a good game, eventually people fucking start believing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's 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 what he did. Yeah. I, I think no... bluffing's probably a bit harsh on him because it's, there's obviously a method to he, he knew what he was doing. No, you know he's bluffing us saying that we're better oh, than yeah. these I know that. type of players. But, but... No, there was a there was a way he did it. And one thing he did do is like you'd have Stevie Jordan sat stood in a in a team talk on a Friday against the team, just pissing himself in his straight shorts. But he, would, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say what you're doing. He just he'd get on with it. He'd let you out. He'd let you Not do it. Either, do you think he had the right players? Literally pissing himself, weren't he? Yeah, just just all the piss falling down his leg and everything. <laughs> you think he just he had the right players though at the right time at Burnley because it's well, not necessarily worked since, has it? No, he, he had good players, but what it, what it goes back to is lowly Burnley. They they haven't got a cat nails chance of staying up. In reality, we had some good players who could play at that level. We did. 100% we had good players who could play at that Not Not take it to the other level, but you, you could solidify yourself in that level or, or in that group of seven or eight teams. We had some good players, mate. And I'm, I, I'd be interested to see, I know obviously because of this pandemic and stuff, how Sheffield United would do the next year. Because I'd imagine with the two promotions they've had, they're probably on the role of the manager and this. Everything can go wrong. Everything, what they're doing now, it's a success. And that's what we were like. Because yeah. you, you get promoted, you, 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 you feel like you're better than what you are in the right way. And in reality, there's probably that time when it plateaus out. Yeah. Yeah. I, we would have, like an underdog mentality as well. We would, I, I, listen, you can't, you can't say now and this and whatever. I think we would have stayed up that year if Coyle had stayed instead of going to Bolton. Yeah. I do honestly believe. Because we got Brian Laws in, who makes Kevin Blackwell look like Trapatoni. <laughs> What, what, what were you thinking when he walked in the door? You know, you know the fucking first thing that come out of my head? What the fuck? <laughs> and do you know what? Like, That's probably harsh of us to say that. But yeah, I'm sure he's a lovely fella. Do you know the only reason why I think he got the job? is because that year we went up, there was only one team who battered us twice, and that was Sheffield Wednesday. The beat us on the first game of the season at Hillsborough, 3-1, battered us, could have been 7-1. And then the beat us at home when we were on a great run. We were beating everybody. And the beaters at home, I think Leon Clark scored a hat-trick and the beaters 4-3 at home, I think, at Turf Moor. And um, I honestly think that's the only reason why he got the job. Well, obviously, the other sides of... of, of they were like, how's how he got that job? One of them won't wear it. Yeah. Parky, he came in the first day, right, mate, honestly. <laughs> and believe it or not, his first game in charge, he came in on the Thursday. So he got the job on the Tuesday, but obviously we were off on the Wednesday. And he came in on the Thursday. and then. Um, we, we, we were having a full scale, full scale match on the, ter- on, on, the, on the pitch. And um, so he, he, he meets us up in the be- breakfast room in the boxes and all that. So anyway, lads go down, we start running around. Russ Wilcox comes up to me and starts walking, you know, like standing with me as we're in a circle, stretching and all that. And he goes to me, fucking hell, he said, um, so what's the Premier League like then? He went, I've only been watching League One and League Two, me. And I went, <laughs> so as, as you do as a player, you start running around again as you stop stretching, you go around again. I'm saying to Michael Duff and the other lads, Duff, you're not going to believe what he just said to me, mate. He said, he said, well, I've only watched League One and League Two. I said, he went to me, fuck. I said, I'm telling you. So anyway, 
We played a fucking 11 v 11. We played 12 v 11. <laughs> they had me and Chris Eagles playing up front on the left because he couldn't decide who was playing. <laughs> uh, I'm sat, I'm stood there going, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. He didn't. He did. He didn't. He didn't play eleven v eleven and switch me and Chris Eagles after twenty minutes. He played eleven v twelve. So there was a bit of an overload on the left hand side. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like pushing each other out at work? Pass me. But I'm having yeah, this one. Fucking. Yeah, fucking <laughs> hell. We'll, we'll play two down there because Gary Neville's a weak link. <laughs> do you think? Do you think going back to? Do you, do you think Turf Moor actually helped you? Because the changing rules are shit. All and shitty, aren't they? But it's it was just you get it, don't you? There's just like I always felt going to Rotherham's old grounds, you know, playing more. It was just horrible, you know, the tiles in the dressing room and all yeah. that. Just horrible. Well, just didn't have a good feeling. Like these foreign players who have only been to nice looking dressing rooms and all that. They must have got to Birmingham. Yeah. Tuesday night and thought, fuck me. We used to say, keep the fucking door open at the bottom, let the wind blow through us as the corridor was coming down. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, it was just, it was just for for a playing wise, it was great. For but for opponents who were coming, it was horrible. Yeah. But 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 Coyley didn't make the environment horrible to play in because he wanted to play on the front foot and play forward, and not play forward directly. He wanted to pass quick, early as soon as we can, and try and get on the front foot. Where cuts and all that was more defensively. Stan was a bit more defensively, and he just we just bought into that. Like let's just fucking put them on the back foot as much as we can yeah. good players can still struggle on the back foot you know what I mean yeah. and that, that was his motto all the time and what was dressing room like I mean we don't usually talk about individual games as such but that the uh, semi-final against Tottenham because uh, I, I remember watching it and just because you were 4-1 down in the first leg hold it back all. yeah I always remember why I lay they were all all the Tottenham fan uh, players and all that were high five and fucking doing all sorts in the tunnel at White Hart Lane. No one, they were probably thinking, they're probably going out in London and all that the same night, you know what I mean? And that, we always just said, just make it respectable. Try and get a goal, you never know. If we score first, there might be a little bit of a chink in the armour, you just don't know. And then when we scored first, then we scored two, you could actually see them getting rattled, which was strange, you know what I mean? They, they weren't offering anything in the game, in yeah. the end. And it, I, it, I think, like, it's easy to say, but I think if another 10 minutes had gone, we might have actually won. Incredible. What, what a night, you know what I mean? It was just, and I honestly believe if we'd have won that game, it would probably been the biggest upset in football history, mate, I'm telling you. Yeah. From going 4-1 down at White Hart Lane. It, it, it was just, but we always said it was really strange. It was a night that when we were in the dressing room, I always remember it. We all said, not even the manager said it, we all said, lads, listen, we've come so close, we've got to be proud of each and every one of us, but make sure, because we were never going to go in the top two that year, make sure we get to Wembley and we win the final. And we, did. We, we, did, we just had, we had great talents, you know, we had Clarkie in there, Clarkie was playing, but he remember he went on countdown? Yeah. He went on countdown, and remember the match of the day, Alan Hansen said, uh, I'll give you the nine-letter word for this performance tonight. Desperate. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, sent him back on the drink. <laughs> did Clarky get you the underpants yeah Clarky got me the underpants he said to me he said honestly you wouldn't believe it you know what my gambling record's like right we'd, we'd play poker right on the on the bus and I'd be so far ahead on the fucking turn that I'd be, it'd be like a one or two percent chance on the river of beating me they'd fucking hit it every time 
every fucking time they did it. So everyone started, <laughs> everyone started saying, fucking hell, bad beat, innit? It's another bad beat from Bob. Bad beat, Bob. But I didn't think anything of it. So we're anyway driving to Coventry. So Clark, he says, listen, if I, um, if I, if I can get something for you, will you wear it? I said, yeah, of course I will. Yeah, no problem. What is it? He said, nah, just wait till we get there. You can wear it. Do you know what I mean? So he said, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I get there. There's his fucking bright red pants in bad beat, Bob one. <laughs> I thought, oh, fucking hell, I can't refuse to do it now. I've said it. Once you've said it, you've got to do it, haven't you? So the next minute, I just thought, I wore them. And then I scored. I was sub, actually. I come on and scored. And I, I went on a run, lads, of like probably 10 or 11 goals in about 15 or 16 games. So I just kept them on. <laughs> it was just working. My fucking portal got worse, but my fucking pants got worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and to be fair, lads, as you do, which I'd imagine party is one of these people, if, you, if you're going to broadcast your ass and put your fucking kecks on, Wembley's no better place, is there? <laughs> <laughs> no better stage. But exactly, you know, there's no, no point in doing it at fucking Plough Lane. You might as well do it there, mightn't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clark, he was, I don't know whether it's right to say, but we had a pre-season and Clark was doing really well. He's doing really well and we, um, we had a pre-season night out in Glasgow and all of a sudden Clark, he's gone, ah, oh, uh, I'll look after the tab. Fucking hell, lads, all of a sudden... I've nudged Stevie Jordan. He's had his first Budweiser. That was it, mate. Fucking, I was like a conveyor belt. <sighs> Fucking drink after drink. He was carrying like four or five drinks to our one, mate. And he was still having the four or five with his hand while he's giving us one. The only thing we didn't see on the bar was a fucking cuddly toy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was fucking, it was fucking incredible. I couldn't believe it. I went to class. I went, hey, I said to Stevie, he'd be off for four days. Fuck, he went missing for four days, didn't he? Really? Oh, he's unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. But a fucking a great lad, you know, and you don't know these demons and all that. And I'm not speaking bad about Clyde, I'm just on about think no, certain, no, that, yeah. certain situations and, and he, he was such a great teammate. There would be times I'd come in we, we you know as we do, we get predictive personalities and all that. And we started having a fucking darts group, you know what I mean? Underneath the underneath the stand at Turf Moor. We'd end up getting in party about half seven in the morning just to fucking get better, do you know what you do? Yeah. So they half come in about half seven. I thought, oh, fucking, I'll be in before fucking Clarkie's in there. Fucking stink in the fucking place. I went, I said, Clark, you had a drink, you done? Yeah, Bob. He used to call me Bob. He went, yeah, Bob. Fucking right. Marley had his fucking night feed. I told her to go to bed. So I've fucking had a crate of Magnus. You know what I mean? You don't know that's going on. But I just I, I just think he's had a drink. Because that's how I would, like, I was never, ever a drinker of that sort of like, you know. But it, I, I would just think, oh, he's had, a, he had a good drink that night. But it, it was happening regularly and you just don't, you don't see it. But he was, he's a great lad and, it's nice to see him in a lot better shape. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Was there, any, was there ever a point in your career where you went professional with you? Like, like you said yourself, not no, even. Never, right. never. I mean, the night I scored against Man United, the pre-match was at KFC. <laughs> it was a KFC in Corn. It was a KFC in Corn just before you get onto the um, 65. I had a, a three-piece variety meal, but no drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, 
and then I scored. And then, that, it'd be fucking raging, it? and then I scored, went back to the same thing because obviously it's the back way towards Harrogate. And I had another three piece for out meal after that with a Phil with a Philip burger. I'm exactly the same as you, Blakey. I'm exactly the same as you. And you see that, that's what I'm saying. Not, I'm not saying I would have done this and done that, but that was my downfall. And I'm not, when I'm talking about, I'm just only being open and honest with you, lads. It's not me, I'm proud of that. Yeah. It's just there were the things that I did, yeah. as wrong as it is. And if I'd have cut them things out, I know I would have been better. But that's the thing right. is, mate, it's, I played with Dean Whitehead, and Dean Whitehead's had an unbelievable career, yeah. top pro, but he used to have a, a Mars bar and a can of Coke on the way to the game on a Saturday. Yeah. So, like you can say it's you can say it's wrong all you want, but Dino wasn't a bad pro. But then, yeah, but, he, he, but D- Dino was ripped, wasn't he? Not ripped, no. Dino. Never I look like I look like a robber's bag. It's <laughs> 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 a, a fucking big difference. <laughs> but look, if, if, if I could give you twenty million quid now in cash, yeah, yeah, you can go back to being seventeen, knowing what yeah. you know now. Which would you do? I'd be seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do things differently, and I I wear that I don't wear that twenty million. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I probably, in terms of earning, I probably went past that really, but in mm. terms of Coral and Ladbrokes and all that, probably seventy five percent. I probably took seventy five percent of that. Well, is it, it, I know what you're saying, but that's a that's a that's a hard question to ask because what I'm trying to gauge that on is in this current time. Because you, you, you could play, you could be a top-end championship player who goes to the Premier League and gets sold to get a team out of the championship and you'd earn more than £20 million per pound over your career. I say so, I'm still of the opinion that that doesn't, just because you look after your diet and you look after yourself a little bit better, doesn't mean it's going to make you a better player on the pitch. It does, Brownie, it does. I, I'm not convinced, mate. It does. You, 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 did, you did what you needed to do at that time. No, because what happens is you can, uh, it's like, it's the longevity of the pitch, isn't it? So, I could produce, but I couldn't produce as much as I could because I was running out on energy. Well, you were still, still scoring winning goals in the Premier League. No, I know, but, 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 yeah, but no, but that's what I'm saying is you, you might be different and party might be different. I'm just saying to you, honestly, if I'd have looked after myself and had a better core and a bit of more strength and conditioning, I'd have been able to go that extra yard just a little bit quicker. That's, that, I'm, I'm just saying that. As, I'm not saying in the terms of me saying, well, I haven't done anything in my life, because of course we have, we all have, we all have done something, doesn't matter, but what I'm saying is, I honestly open don't think I've reached my full potential of what I did. Hmm. And that's not me being arrogant to say I was fucking this, this and that, because I wasn't, but I'm just saying that openly honest, I could have been better if I'd have looked after myself. And I'd imagine players will say it the same thing, if you ask players about me, they would probably say the same thing. Yeah. You would have been, you don't, because it's mentally you're telling yourself you wouldn't be. That's the difference. What happens if you, what happens if a ball goes down the channel, for instance, you get that half a yard and you think, fucking hell, I've just got that half a yard across him, bang, go. You don't know. I don't think, I don't think a stone, a stone less would have made me any quicker or any sharper. Over the course of a 90 minutes, it would. If you, for instance, if you, if you think about it, if you, if you computerize yourself, and you and you're you're yourself now, but you take two stone off you, yeah? so you take twenty twenty eight pounds, give or take. 
still be, over, still be fucking overweight <laughs> at a minute. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, if you take 28 pounds, if you carry 14 bags of sugar around your waist, you can't tell me you wouldn't be able to do things quicker or regularly more. Of course you would. You're just fucking... In, you're, in, you're in denial, Parky. You're in denial. You can't really say that for Brownie because he couldn't get off the fucking treatment table. I was on his own, Brownie. I was so. keeping out with this conversation as well, so mate. I know because you don't agree with me, which is fine. But listen, the, the good thing about it is if we were all out in the boozer now, we'd all have them saying fucking things and we'd all still be arguing about it. And that's the best thing about footy. Yeah. No, I, you know, I do get what you're saying. But I'm... I, what, what I meant was it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden you're going to go on to be the best, the best player in the world. Like, no, you know, I'm not. I'm, I think I'd have stayed higher for longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, because I was never blessed with great pace. So I, I just think I would, if I'd have been more agile and more with it, I'd have been better. So did you still speak to Coyle? You know, when he left to go to Bolton, were you still in contact with him then? He, he went to Bolton, but then he signed you, didn't he? Then he signed me, yeah. Yeah, he signed me at Bolton, mate, yeah. But I... If, you, if we've got time, we're going back to the, the Bolton thing, the Burnley thing, when they said, I was with Brian Laws, who was telling all the seniorest people up the top, the hierarchy, that I was injured every week. But I wasn't. Hmm. I just not want, he, he just didn't play me, because I'm not his type of player, mate. He likes Leon Clark. So he thought, he thought he'd muscle his way to safety, as opposed to... Part, yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not saying that I should have started every game or played every game. From from a, a personal point of view, I couldn't have played um, with him as a manager. He was he was pathetic, and that's a, that's a bad word to use because he's trying. You know, he's been a manager, and I'm not trying to say that in a disrespectful way, but he was pathetic. We played Man City at home on, on BT, right? And we're playing, and we're four one down at half time, and I've set the goal up, and he comes in at half time, and he says, "Fucking hell, what a shout of shit! What a shout of shit!" There's only two players who've come out with a bit of credit. You and you, and it was me and Kevin, Kevin MacDonald, you know, plays for Fulham. And it, it starts going on for five minutes. He goes, right, I'm going to change formation uh, and I'm going to make two changes. You and you were coming off. Me and Kev came off. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. It was unbelievable. And then Kev went across the road into a boozer and I went out the left-hand side, got me car and drove home. So by the time the fucking final whistle had blown, I was at, at home in my house. And we come in on a Monday and obviously the social media had seen Kev was in the, in the, in the pub. And he starts going, see, he's the fucking perfect pro. He gets brought off when he shouldn't get brought off. And he's still at the football ground at the end of the game. Fucking clueless. I feel like saying, I'm fucking out the back door, you daft fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking absolutely rubbish, mate. No, actually, I'll tell you what, that's bang out of order. He was just out of his depth. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, out of his... When he was getting interviewed and stuff after games, it was one of them where I felt sorry for him. Yeah, yeah. In the end, it's just like you just can't. But, that, but that, another one, it's it's for him. He can't turn that. No, nah. how can you? Nah. Even if he's, even if he's gonna have a shitter for six months, he can't turn it. He down, must have thought, what the fuck? My fucking Christmas has come at once. Exactly. So he, he might be out. He might know that he's out of his death. But him and Russ Wilcox are probably lovely fellas. It's just one of them. It's a they football. Are, they it's probably a football are nice guys. It's a they football. Probably are nice guys, but it's just. It was just fucking hell. It was just like wow. It, I tell you what, we played Stoke at home and Rory's a lap, throws a fucking head and I think, I think Shawcross scores an header back stick after 43 minutes. We battered him for 43 minutes. They have an header, bum goal. He comes in and puts it on the video for about 14 minutes. Of, Why haven't we defended the long throw? Not like how are we going to fucking try and change to keep doing or are we going to keep doing the same thing? Or can, how can we exploit them? Can we play down? You know what I mean? 
just went on for 14 minutes about should we should have stood someone in front of Rory de Lap. Fuck off, Lawsy. Do us a favour. Go and get the fucking dibs in. <laughs> Did you have option to stay at Burnley? Yeah. And this is how mad it is. Brendan Flood was the acting vice chairman or the vice chairman. And um, he said to me, um, we've offered you another contract. And I said, really? The gaffer hasn't. He said, no, we're offering you the contract. So I said, listen, no disrespect. I can't stay at the football club while he's still here. I was offering you a contract, but the manager... Yeah, honestly. And then he, it, Brendan Flood said to me, listen, I want to meet you at the Marriott at Worsley. So after I said, no, I can't stay with him, because he was basically saying, well, the man, he's going to stay as manager. So I was saying, well, I can't physically stay. So, and bear in mind, people think that I already had a contract with Owen Coyle at Bolton. I didn't. That's complete bullshit. I didn't. I just thought I could still get a decent club having come from what had happened that year. I still should get a decent club. And then... How old were you? 35, 35. So he met me at um, Worsley Marriott. And uh, he just said, Robbie, listen, I think you're making a big mistake. Stay at the football club. And I just said, listen, you will not, even with that team that you've got, get out of the championship with that mug in charge. You won't. He's not good enough. He's incapable of getting that team... I said, if you want to stay mid-table and solidize yourself in the championship, fine, keep him. But he will not get you promoted. He was got no, he's got no chance of getting you promoted. And he said, well, I agree with you, but I'm not the main chairman. Right. And um, he said, so out of respect for what you've done for the football club, I just want to have this meeting with you. And I said, yeah, well, I wish you all the best. And I said, I love the football club. I'll always love the club. And, um, but, you know, I can't stay at the football club while he's there. And that's obviously he stayed. And then I went to Bolton and they obviously got sacked. And, but yeah, I mean, I do, I do regret leaving because I didn't, I didn't really want to go to Bolton if I'm being brutally honest. Did but you not? Because Bolton would have been doing well, wouldn't they? Yeah, they were, yeah, they were flying. They had really good players, you know what I mean? But I just, you know, when you find your little nest, I'd gone around, I'd gone around a couple of places and I was back to where I felt I belonged, if you know what I mean? You'd always, you'd always know, don't you, when you're a footballer where you belong and you're happy. And I felt that I did that, but I just couldn't stay there because I felt I still had something to offer. Financially, was it better to go to Burnley, uh, Bolton? Not, not so much. Well, yeah. give or take what you're talking about. Yeah, a little bit, but not to the extreme of, yeah, financially better, but not really. Mm, but yeah. I just couldn't be with him. And I, well, were Bolton in the... What were league were Bolton in here? Prem. Prem, yeah. Oh, partly we had a proper teammate. We had Elmander, Davis up front. We had... Um, a move from Burnley who's been relegated from the Prem to Bolton who are still in the yeah. Prem at 35 yeah. fucking can I eat the KFCs pal no I know but listen I always say that because there was a there was there was a thing in the newspaper and it sort of things at home I was the second oldest player behind Ryan Giggs in the Prem and I think you know you've actually done alright Blake you know what I mean you've done alright it, it, it was just phenomenal we had Stuart Owen we had Fabrice Mwamba we had Martin Petloff quality player we had Sparky Mark Davis we had we had Sturridge we had Amanda we had Davis we had a proper team mate we finished we were we were sixth in the Premier League mate with about 10 games to go and we beat Arsenal at home 3-0 Amanda scored two and Dave, Kev scored I think and then we didn't win a game for fucking 10 games and we still finished about 9th or 10th we were on the verge of like doing something massive yeah. and then that and then that team once we lost, Stuart Alden got a massive knee injury against Man U. Elmander left. Fabrice wasn't the same, obviously. 
Um, and then we that team ended up getting relegated the next season. It's fucking yeah. mad. Lex, were you were you down at Tottenham when when that happened with uh, Mwamba? I wasn't in, I wasn't involved, yeah, but it was frightening, scary. But he was just a great lad, such a great lad, mate, as well. But it's good to see him. He's you know he's made a recovery and all that and things like that. Put things in perspective, don't you? Know, when you're talking about lads, when you're talking about you could have done this, you could have done that, and you could have, you know he actually dies on a football field. You think when I'm talking now, you think oh, you know just be happy what you've done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, what, what, like, it must have been a, like, the, the Monday after the, was it, was it a Saturday or a... It, no, it was a, it was a midweek game. It was, it was a... The next day that, the next day that you went in then, uh, what, We didn't, what we didn't go in, party. We, we didn't go in, mate. We didn't go in till maybe the, I think it was the Friday, mate, I think. And obviously he was still down in London. So it was a bit, it was a bit all over the place. You couldn't really function because... There's so many graphic things that the players had seen, do you know what I mean? And it's just, because don't forget, you, you build that, Fab was a great lad, he still is a great lad, and you build that camaraderie with people and you, you get attached to people, don't you, do you know what I mean? And it was just, to see that happen, it was just incredible. Awesome. So the game after, it must have been like, your heads must have just been up your And people can't fathom that, can really they? People can't fathom, it's a fucking, you know, don't you get on with it? It's hard to, it's hard, to, even with, to the less of people die, and obviously though you come back to life, it's even when someone has a serious bad like leg injury. Yeah, hundred percent. It still knocks you as a player. Yeah, it still yeah. knocks you because you. It, 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 that's what people say. Like now, when you get older, you, the mind's the most powerful thing in it. Put your feet in. Put the mind's the most powerful thing you've got. And it just plays with you, doesn't it? It plays with you like, oh god. I remember Michael Duff doing a really bad injury, and he, he sort of, as a ball went over his head at right back, he sort of flexed his leg to play one up the line. You know, as he hooked one on. And a player just tried to block him, but his knee went flexed up, you know what I mean? And he, his, his knee was just like, you know what I mean? It was just, and then he put us off game after about 10 minutes. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that mental injuries have ended or brought to a close more players' careers or not achieved their potential than actual physical injuries. Absolutely. 100% it does. And that's what it does. Even the players who do actually come back, it's still mentally still scarred, isn't it? It's still there. I don't. I, shall, can I go in as hard as that? Because what, look what happened last time. Yeah. And I was very fortunate, even though you say I played to a long age. I was very fortunate. I I wasn't fucking quick enough to even pull a hamstring, let alone fucking have a knee. <laughs> you know, it, it just you, you. Although I had a good career, I was very lucky at certain times as well. Mm. Was it was it Jonathan Torben, the doc? Can you remember? Fucking at Bolton. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. I, we was at Preston, and I remember. Ball dead. And he'll, he'll have been, he's the one yeah. that uh, was on the pitch. Yeah, no, he's, he, actually, he was a good guy, actually. And he used to take the crack so well. You know, the yeah, lads he, used to hammer him about being a shit doc and, you know, just all part of the crack. And then he goes on and flipping saves somebody's life. Incredible. Oh, it's, it's incredible, mate. It's absolutely incredible. But, I mean, that's the job they have to do, isn't it? Blake, tell that one, um, the conversation with Coyle and Eagles before, before the game. Yeah. We were, at, yeah, we, were in, we were in London where we play. I think we were playing Fulham away. And he said, listen, uh, I've had a think about it, Chris. And um, I'm not going to play with um, wingers. I'm going to go 4 4 2. He said, oh, brilliant. So you're saying I'm just behind the front, man? <laughs> he went, no, no, you're on the bench. He went, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to play out and out wingers. I'm going to play just a lad just off, just off Kev. Oh, yeah, brilliant. So I'm playing. No, 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 you're not playing mate, now. <laughs> I always remember, like, Chrissy had played in the Champions League. Great lad. 
another like savage, insecure as fuck. Do you know what I mean? But a great lad. And we were playing in the playoff final against Sheffield United at Wembley. And he's fucking pacing up like a fucking idiot. Pacing up and down the bus. So what are you doing? He said, I just can't get a grip with this. So he said, it's a big game, isn't it? I said, just relax, you know. I said, you're not even fucking playing. You're on the bench, you daft punt. Brownie, he went to me. Oh, yeah, fucking hell, I forgot about that. <laughs> He said to me, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Too busy fucking putting Vaseline on his balls and all that way, shave them all. <laughs> He's a great lad though, you know what I mean? You went Donny after after Bolton. Was you heading the right place when you went? No, no, it was all over Gaff, mate. I was, going through, I was going through a divorce and all sorts going on and just done then, mate. It was done. Yeah. It was, from, 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 a, from a mental point of view, I was done. I mean... Because I remember even Brownie, sorry, even when I signed for Donny, the first day back for pre-season, I was in Viper Rooms in Arrogate on the fucking Sunday night, about half four in the morning, laddered with red wine, waking up with red wine, waking up at half twelve in the afternoon, and I've got 14 missed calls from Dean Saunders, where are you? We're training, and it, you know what I mean? That's just not right. It just, it just done, it just, you I was just, just done. Uh, yeah, I was gone. Yeah, you, I mean, speaking from... As a player's point of view, just the hunger wasn't there, was it? The try to nothing, nothing, mate. It was nothing. And bear in mind, you were were you thirty nine when you came to Donny? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. And it, I mean, even Mal getting me in the, the gym and all that. And the, the only person, the only person who got me in the gym was you, Woodsy, and Griff. Remember? Yeah. We had a little bit of a spell, didn't we? Where we were doing the weights and the, and all that. But even then, I was just. You know I mean, I was going home and I was going in. Would you put it? I was playing in big high stakes, fucking casinos in, in Leeds, mate, with me fucking hood up like fucking Phil Lack. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Phil Lack? Do you know what I mean? I was fucking up there with the things on, my glasses on and everything, in, in the Grovenors in, in Leeds, playing in big cash games. Every Mondays and all that, the Chinese had come over and it was, the, the, the pot was frightening. Some guy paid me off for about 12 grand on the river. And I turned over, he had a nut, and he went, I've paid it out because I've got a read on you. Fucking hell, next, I turned up like a nun. You know what I mean? You can't... <laughs> the mad, mad thing is, we, we didn't have a clue. You were going through exactly. all this. Brownie, there was days at training at Donny when I'd leave training at, say, two o'clock by the time you have the bank and have the bit of food, don't you? Say half one, say. I'd go straight into the casino, mate. So I'd stay in the casino all the way through the night and then leave, leave the casino at half seven in the morning to go and train. So I hadn't slept. His head was all over the place. It was all over the place. I was done. I was done. And I felt bad because I was letting you boys down because I was not taking the pace, but I weren't doing it right. Do you know what I mean? And even though you boys wouldn't have been that arsed, it's just, it was just, it was done, mate. It was absolutely done. Do you think it was one, one club too many then? Um, I th me, when I went there, and I always remember the first drive, he said, oh, Dino said, I'll come out, I'll take you to the training ground. And he said, the way you get out of this league is get two big forwards, throw in corners, get the ball forward, get in the box, and bushel yourself. I thought, well, I'm not going to play. Mm. So my head was already gone then. Tell you what, though, mate, you were great entertainment. Ah, well, that's, that was all. I was pool table, wasn't I? Yeah. Fucking pool table champion. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, listen, no, it wasn't being funny, Brownie, but, you know, you still could have, 
But we had a good team, mate. We had really good players. You had yourself, Painter, for that level. Cottrell, Bennett. You know what I mean? We had some good players. Yeah. George Friend was there. Fucking Rob, yeah, jo Rob fucking Jones. <laughs> Write down that name, put a fucking line straight through it. <laughs> hey, to be fair, we had a fucking, we had a circle. We had a circle of Donny. I jumped on his back and fucking slid off. He was that slippery. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Harps, man? Fucking, uh, oh yeah, Harps, yeah. Fucking put the world to rights. I'm sure he had Tourette's. Remember when he, uh, he sweethearted the gaffer off? <laughs> Fucking, what would he, was that with his pool cue? No, I think it was during training and he, he just came out. Yeah, with yeah. It. What was it? No problem, sweetheart. Yeah. It didn't make you know what? <laughs> how, did you find, how did you find Saunders after, like, to Blackwell and Tennant? You know what? You know what was really funny? Nah, Dino wasn't at that level. Dino wasn't at that level because, if the truth be known, I didn't do enough for him when he signed me. That's the truth of it. He signed me knowing that he signed a player who should be able to play at that level. But I didn't, because that was my fault. But I had other issues going on, to be fair. It wasn't just being a bad pro. I had other issues going on that was, you know, was, would have been hard for anybody. And um, he, wasn't, he wasn't a long member. He was good fun, really. He was, good. he was very limited, wasn't he, Brownie? But he was good fun. Hilarious. Yeah, he was, he was great fun. But, he was, but it, 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 I've got nothing against him, because even... We played in a, we played in a um, a charity match at Valley Parade, and he, he was he was playing it. He was right as well with me in the changing rooms. We talked about stories. He was fine. I'm going to try and get him on. Oh, he'd be, he'd be priceless, mate. He'd be absolutely priceless. Blake, have you have you knocked all of the gambling on the head? Yeah, mate. I'm doing well, mate. Yeah, doing well. Not too bad. Was that another challenge then after you finished? I'm presuming you've been a, a bit. Of to get over that from what you were saying yeah mate I, I, I seek the help which you do mate you have, you have to don't you and, um, did you get in touch with the PFA a long journey mate to be fair good journey though but yeah I did mate yeah and um, no it was, it was massive help for me mate it was a massive help and I think the good thing is that there's that much for the mental side of it and the gambling addictions drinking addictions drug addictions and stuff like that there's great awareness for it now where there wasn't for those certainly when I was playing coming through there wasn't that sort of, you know, help and support. And it's great that these players now, and even ex-players have got it because they need it. And, um, yeah, listen, it, it, everyone struggles at certain times, whether it's bereavement of family members or whatever, or issues or addictions. And, you know, it's just, I think even when you see these pandemics, it's just happy that I'm able to speak to you guys who are doing a great job and have thoroughly enjoyed tonight. And, you know, you's, it's brilliant to... To, to talk about memories and talk about your experiences and you know, it's been really you know it's it's good and I'm, I'm it's one of them things though mate isn't it like do you just wish that somebody somebody would have helped you when you were still playing because you know if, you, if you're gambling when you're still playing you've got all this money you think oh fuck, I've lost X amount it's fine I get end of the month yeah but do you know what do you know what Brownie I don't even think I was in a state where anyone in it, not in an arrogant way probably could have helped me do you know what I mean I, probably, I was probably that in fucking wrapped up in everything you do. Ah, I'm all right. I, 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 got, I ain't got this. I, I'm not doing that. I, I only do this every now and then. That's how you feel, don't you? Yeah. And um, was the time when you realise you, you need to sort it out? About five or six years ago. And that's the key, isn't it? I suppose, realising. Yeah, yeah. It's the penny drop. That's the thing. 
And, I, don't, uh, I don't think anybody can help you before that, that point. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Until you, it's in everything, isn't it? Until you actually understand it and realise it yourself, you can, you can have all the best advice ever. But even you could go and see a top specialist in the world on anything. Until, you're, until your mind is physically ready, and mentally ready to take the challenge on or to do it, you're not going to do it without the best help. I think Don't get me wrong, the best, the best help can help you. I think footballers are like that, though. Do you know, like, even when, even when you were 22, 23, 24, and the PFA had come in and said, right, start planning the, your career, like, for the end of your career. You're just like, oh, fuck off. I'll, I'll do it next fuck year. Fuck off. I'll do yeah. it next year. I'll do it next I, year. I don't need to do, I don't need to do yeah, that. You're in this bubble, aren't you? And it's, yeah, yeah. Same way, like... Which, in a way, Pat, you're surrounded by bullshit, mate, if you know what I mean. Mm. You're surrounded by a lot of bullshit. You... If you think about it, how many how many friends could you handpick who you really could rely on? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Fully rely on. Yeah. Not many, I bet you. You can rely on a couple. And that's, you, you don't, you, it's all a bravado and all everything that surrounds you that you get wrapped up in, like you say, in the own little world and you go to work and you do it and you go and have a bet and then you do it. I oh, don't worry because I'm getting this coming in. Oh, it's not really that, it's not impacting that much or there. You know, I can still do that. Do you know what I mean? Believe some, you wouldn't believe some of the bets I have, lad. Honestly, you wouldn't believe it. I, I, when I signed at uh, Leeds, Sam Ellis said to me, I've got a horse for you, but it's running in 18 months. Yeah, yeah. It's Alexandrova to win the Oaks. He said, have as much as you want on it. Fucking hell, mate. Me fucking, in a garage, in me stack, stack in my garage, in, in privately. I had, a, I had a thing about that fucking deep, about a foot long of betting slips. You know what I mean? Lumbered on it. Yeah, just every now and then he said to me, every time you have a bet, just put a double on, put a double on this and put anyway, I was get I was having, I was backing a horse at seven to one, six to one, thirteen to two, fucking five to one, four to one. He said to me, It's gonna run at the um the Musidora in York. And if it wins, it'll be it'll be five to two one to win the, the Orcs at Epsom. Fuck off, Sam. So I'm telling you. He said, But the only problem is if it if it gets pulled out, you won't get your money because it's anti post. But it's worth taking the risk. Fucking, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to believe what I won. I won absolute thousands, mate. Oh, did it win? Oh, fucking win, mate. Yeah. Hey, I told the missus to go to lead and spend a couple of grand on herself. I ended up, I started the race on one side of the lounge and I ended up in the, fucking, in the, in the, in the garden watching it. <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what? I didn't even know how much I won. And you're not talking, you're not talking a six figure, you're talking a six figure fee, but treble it. You know what I mean? Fuck me, Blake. Yeah, and then, and then probably two months later, it's all gone. I was going to say, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's frightening. Blake, it's a big question, I know, but was it at the point where you realised you had a problem when you didn't have a pot of piss in? I've never been to that extreme. But I've... But I've yeah, been... I know, but you know what I mean? When you thought, yeah. fuck me. I'm not yeah. earning the money that I used to earn. Crazy. Crazy. But, I mean... That's the life I've led. Do you know what I mean? And the big thing for me was, and I know it's not a cop-out, is when my dad died at 20, when I was 21, it just destroyed me, mate. And it still destroyed me because I know I would never, because he'd have made sure that I wouldn't have done it. And then that's not a cop-out, lads. That's the honest no, truth. No. That's the honest truth. As well, mate, we've had the, the amount of people that we've had on and they go and do something as a, a coping strategy, as an escape from, from the problems that they've had. Do you yeah. think that was yours? 
Yeah, absolutely. Still to this day, you know, sort of blame myself for his death. You know what I mean? It's bad. Mm. But I've seen, you know what I mean? I've spoke to people about that, but it's not, you know, you're talking about something that's quite deep, you know what I mean? But it's just, if I didn't lose my dad at the, at the vital age I was at, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have done what I did. But listen, it's life, and I've had a brilliant life. And all I say was, I've had a multi-millionaire's lifestyle of 40. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the point. Now, people might say that's a selfish way of looking at it. probably is. But I've got to take some sort of positivity out of it, you know what I mean? Because I know the other side of it, with my ex-wife, my kids are financially safe, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. And you're absolutely. all right now, mate. That's that's the yeah. biggest yeah, positive. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I'm brilliant, mate. I've got a new missus, a baby and all that, and we're great, you know what I mean? And uh, it's good as gold. I'm really happy. You know, I enjoy my job every time. Every, every, obviously, we can't do it at the minute with what's going on. But, you know, I'm very fortunate, partly very lucky to be still doing a 44, something that I love and I've always loved. So, you know, that's a massive bonus and a plus. Because that's one thing, you know, you, 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 you said multiple times about what you could have done, what you, what you should have done. But an absolutely incredible career, you, you, you did do. Yeah, exactly. No, no, absolutely. absolutely. Made a lot of people happy and achieved a hell of a lot. No, no, absolutely. And, and that's how, when I'm saying certain stuff, that's not me being, you know, looking for a little bit of sympathy or saying a little bit of praise, saying, fuck, you know, you were good or you had a great... It's not about that. I'm trying... I'm, when you do these things, which is great what you do, you've got to be open and honest. And, you know, and, and I'm just saying it as a point of saying, I know for a fact I'm very lucky and very privileged to what I did and what I did, and I'm happy that I've made a lot of people happy or going on a Saturday or a Tuesday or Wednesday, and people are going to a football ground to watch me. Now, that's something that in later life you appreciate more, and I'm very grateful and respectful of that. But all I'm saying is the other side. When you do these interviews, I feel you've always got to be honest. And my honest opinion is I could have been better, even though I'm still really proud yeah. of what I've achieved. Um, you know, you've got, you've, you've got to be like that, I feel. I feel because then you become more of that approachable person and all that per, a normal person. All you have to do is look through the comments on our, on our Twitter thing, mate. Don't, don't always think negative about your career and whatever. Like Chris has just said, you're playing, you played at the top level for a lot of years and you've made people, I mean, I've, people's heroes. Do you know what I mean? Don't think, yeah, I mean, you obviously had a, a much better career than me, but I've not had that epiphany yet where I thought to myself, actually done all right. I've not had that yet. Yeah, but you, you will get that when you get to a set. I know you talk about things, Pat, and it's not like we'll always have this association where if we if we met now, I would have this, we'd always have banter. You know, if we go and have a game of golf, we'd have a couple of beers and a bit of banter. But you, there'll be a certain stage when you're that total peace for yourself in terms of you, th you sit back, you might be fucking smoking a cigar, having a glass of red wine or a beer, and you'll go, do you know what? Fucking when you look back, I've done, I've done quite a bit in my fucking life. Like, even this now, you should be extremely proud of what you are doing now. Because not a lot of people have got the, have got the talent and they've got the likability and ability to do what you Listen, do. I don't, think, I, don't if it's, I don't think talent's the word, mate. I don't think talent's the word. <laughs> no, because <laughs> everything's... Do you know if you'd have had as much luck as we have with this, mate, you'd still be gambling, Paul. <laughs> hey, don't say that, mate. There's only a roulette next to me, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm saying that the, the, I think you, what you do, lads, is different class. And 
you take lads who've had careers and whatever and you speak about it openly and it's how you approach it as well. Like I can, I can only be open and honest how I am because of how good you have been, you know what I mean? Because you can be a bit protective and be a bit insular about certain things, but I'm not. I'm open and honest because you've made me you feel like that. I'm the Barnsley Graham Norton. It won't be a branding well, cigar well, either. It'll be a can of Foster's hey, and a kebab. There might be, but you'd need a fucking Chesterfield, let alone a fucking chair. <laughs> yeah, there must be a couple more st- t- turning ones. He just... He, he was just incredible. Do you know what I mean? He's just... Even... You, you weren't there against Sheffield United, were you? No, I wasn't there against Sheffield United, no. I was, was there. Black he, give it to? Yeah, no, I was there, man. I was there. No, I wasn't there with the, the Bally fight. I wasn't there. I don't think I was there with the Bally fight. Bally? Kevin Ball fight, yeah. We haven't heard that one. Bally and Jetbo were injured over the other side of the fucking thing. You know, they're in the boxes over the other side. And it was 2 0. It was fucking tackles flying everywhere. Do you know what I mean? And one of the lads has said, You better ring Jetbo or Bally because it's fucking going to kick off in a tunnel. So they come down and all that. I think Montgomery, I think it might have been Montgomery, I think, tackled somebody who was fucking a bad tackle. So it all started kicking off, you know what I mean? So anyway, Cook, Paul Cook's got a cut right on the, where his shit, shin pad had gone. So he's gone, fucking take, take, oh, fucking get, get. I'm taking you in. I'm taking you into the fucking referees. Have you fucking seen that? In the meantime, obviously, Kev's come in. Blackwell's come in and fucking the cross pass. So fuck, Kev's obviously given him a fucking shot. So yeah. So he comes in doing a half-time tea talk and sauce again. He's fucking. I tell you what, lads. I've fucking just done him in the corridor. You fucking go out there and do them cunts in the second half. And as he said it, sauce is dabbing his nose and over the blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking go out for the second half. We go out and the blackie comes out. With, comes out with the the the, the, the um, you know their home end. He's like ah, <laughs> fucking not a scratch on him. You know what I mean? Fucking stance fucking got wonky nose the fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was him saying, I've just fucking battered him up there. He was fucking going batter them in the second half. Yeah. That was just the way and we were all like we were on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was just we you know like the one you know like the one way systems and all that in Fulham. We've gone down a one way system. You played at Fulham having it's tight in it, getting in. Really tight getting in. And there's cars either side, so when you try and turn in, it's really difficult. But our dr- drivers took the wrong way, so all of a sudden we've ended up outside of Brentford going round. So he's fucking steaming up to the front of the bus. Where are you fucking going? He's <laughs> the driver. All of a sudden, fucking pull in. Get the fucking kit skips out. We're getting trains on the fucking bus. We've still got two hours to go. Because we took the wrong turn, he's still getting this. Nah, nah, we're fucking one ways around it. You're never going to get fucking, you're never going to get part. Fucking get your gear on. <laughs> you will never fucking drive this bus again, he's giving it. <laughs> <laughs> you will never drive for he this car again. <laughs> he said, I've only took the wrong turn. Fucking wrong turn. He said, I'll fucking take the wrong turn and went to a left hook. <laughs> so that, that was him. You know what I mean? That was him. Like, McDonald, he tried to get off the bus. Fucking my team, I'll get you off. I'll fucking lead this team, my team. And he always like he used to have like the worst fucking tuna sandwiches with butter about that thick. With tuna sandwich on, get on the bus. He'd go, who's oh, pinched all the fucking tuna sandwiches? <laughs> gaffer, fucking you, Glick, you've got them. I haven't got them, Gaffer. You fucking have. I'm telling you, empty your bag. Fucking <laughs> 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 sweat down. <laughs> 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 he used to say, 
driver. He used to say, driver, you are not fucking moving. And he fuck, who's got the fucking tuna sandwiches? <laughs> he, he, the amount of people he sacked. And then two... He used to sack people. And then two days later, they'd be fucking back in with a pair of eyes. <laughs> that woman that that woman the physio done me you're fired he, yeah but he just went no problem and dropped the hand dropped the keys like that in his hand he went you what and he's, he's you fucking what and he's going up all the way the corridor fucking proper and I'm saying gaffer and as I'm saying gaffer calm down he's saying calm down he's fucking having it <laughs> the grand and, then, and then to get to the fucking end and say doc you can't go I've got to, I don't know the code <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant, man. Well, cheers, but okay. Brilliant, mate, honestly. Great to see you, mate. No, lads, honestly, massively appreciate it. And um I can only see you going from strength to strength because you as a group of lads, individually you're different class and as a group as well, you work so well and you're so comfortable to speak to and and I probably couldn't have opened up as much as I did at the end, which I wanted to, if you weren't the type of guys you are, and I appreciate all giving me this opportunity, and obviously, you know, it's, um, it's great, so I, I wish you all the success in the world going forward. I'm pretty sure you're going to be successful, and uh, just keep it up, lads, because what you do is, is different class, and you're allowed, what you do, even though you probably don't understand it, <laughs> is you allow certain players like myself or other lads who you've had previously on, to speak about certain things that maybe even the old youths might not feel it, we're comfortable to speak about it. And I think that's the most important thing going forward is it's not me preaching because I'm only speaking about my experiences in life and my experience about being football and good and bad. But I think it's we the way yous are, it's good that yous as as approachable and as um as calm and as you are and it's it's something to be um, respected and also not taken lightly because you are a different class of what you do and I respect you and I appreciate everything you've done for me tonight and I, obviously going forward I hope you every success going forward boys as flat as us mate but like lads get the career that you've had and and we obviously we talk about the the good good things you've done in your career but I think it's, it's flat as us the fact that you feel like you can open up well um, but that comes down to you though letting me do that because if you don't do it you won't be able to open up, and that's that's the good thing, and that's why I'm saying for you's got to take a little bit of credit for doing that, lads. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Man. All the best at Bogner and pursuing that coaching and managing career. Well, all of my advice be to you is do not headbutt your fucking Champions League with ten or half. Take it, take it easy, mate. Lads, uh, must respect, lads. All right, boys. Stay Stop, safe, man. boys. Stay safe. Take Thanks. care. Mate. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.